0: How are we doing, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Wisconsin Sports on the Go with Trage. We have a special guest joining us today, Amanda, my other sister. You guys have heard Kaylee before. Here comes Amanda into it. She's a little bit more in-depth. Don't tell Kaylee on Badger Sports. So we got her in here to talk some Badger football today. A big win? You'd want to call it a big win against Buffalo there on Saturday. I don't really know if it was a big win or if they just skated by. but. We got Amanda here. We're going to talk about it. Amanda, how are we doing on this fine Wednesday?
1: We are good. Stressed with schoolwork, but making it through.
0: Stressed with schoolwork. She took an entire weekend, went down to Madison and watched Luke Fickle's debut, but she's telling us she's stressed with schoolwork. So much to do. Yeah, she had the time to watch the Luke Fickle era start in Madison. Amanda, starting out, uh, I just want to know, how was the atmosphere in at camp randall leading up to the game i mean i know you were out there seeing kind of what the tailgating was kind of what the people were like i mean what was it was it excitement in the crowd there to see this era start for Luke fickle
1: well i would say that tailgating was unreal and as we all know that camp randall was sold out so you could tell looking through the stadium that there was not a seat that was empty and prior to the game everybody seemed excited for it i mean Being in college, I was looking at uh, one of the frat parties, and there were a lot of kids there, and let's just say maybe they haven't been that many kids there before.
0: Frat parties. We're talking about frat parties now. You know Madison was pumping up with the parties, the Luke Fickle-era college football back in Wisconsin. Everybody was excited. I know I was excited sitting on my couch, so I was pumped up to watch some Badger football there, and... I heard through some of the reports that the stadium, um, like the PA and everything like that, the stadium noise was different. The like speakers weren't right. Was that true? I mean, I saw a lot of reports on it. Did it seem like the speakers weren't turned up or something was wrong with the speaker system?
1: I mean, I guess to me, I didn't really think so. Um, I wasn't in the student section, so maybe it made a difference down there. But from where I was sitting, everything sounded good.
0: She was so pumped up for Badger football. She didn't care about hearing anything. She was just watching the game down there. So, exactly. We got the excitement. We got the atmosphere. Everybody was ready to go, and we were expecting this Wisconsin team to come out with a dominant pass game. We heard about it all throughout the offseason. It was going to be an air raid offense. We were going to get a little bit of Braylon Allen. We were going to get a little bit of Ches Malusi, but it was going to be dominated by the pass game in this uh in this season for the Badgers, the Luke Fickle, Phil Longo start at Madison. And it wasn't that it was nothing near that Braylon Allen and Ches Malusi dominated this game. And I mean, were you hearing stuff um, during the game? That was kind of like the fans were noticing that too in the stadium. Cause I mean, a lot of people are sitting at home. were no, I mean, you flip through social media and you can see everybody's reaction. They're like, what are we watching here? This is actually bad. It it was the stadium reaction, the same thing too. Were they kind of surprised at was what was going on with the Badgers in this one?
1: I guess. I mean, we all saw a, um, one of the only passes downfield get dropped. So let's just say that wasn't a positive note in the atmosphere there, but overall, I mean, the crowd was just into it no matter what, which is kind of like the energy that you do see at games. So it w- I would say it was interesting, though. I mean, everybody, when Chaz Malusi broke open and then got that long run for a touchdown, that was obviously crazy. And overall, I would just say no. Like, it wasn't a negative atmosphere, even though some people like ourselves were sitting there watching it. Like, what kind of football is this? This is not what we were all expecting.
0: No, it was kind of like we were still in the Paul Crist era of Wisconsin football. It was big boy football. I mean, you look at the stat lines on the game, Braylon Allen, 17 carries for 141 yards, two touchdowns. Ches Malusi, 13 carries, 157 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, that was the Wisconsin offense we were used to. And in this game, in this day, that's what we had to go with because... To me, and I don't know if this was the reaction to everybody. I mean, if you could see it at the game, but to me, Chesmo or not Ches Lucy but Tanner Mordecai looked very antsy in the pocket. I mean, you watch him in his feet constantly moving. He doesn't seem comfortable back there, and he likes to rush a lot of throws. I mean, you were even you were texting me during the game watching it, and you were telling me how, oh, well, how didn't he notice this guy's wide open down the field? And how did you notice that? Well, the ball's getting out so fast. He's not, he doesn't, isn't able to notice that. And Tanner Mordecai, I mean, that one, like you said, that deep ball that he threw should have been caught probably a touchdown there if it's held on to. And then later in that possession an interceptions thrown by Tanner Mordecai, an ill-advised interception. And both of his interceptions were pretty pitiful throws. And that's where I was like, you know, that one interception there. If that ball's caught, he's not even on the field anymore. But I guess, what was your reaction to seeing Tanner Mordecai there? We were expecting a lot out of him coming into this season. Seven thousand yards at SMU. I mean, just a great quarterback coming into Wisconsin, and we got almost like watching Graham Mertz again there for a little bit. He settled down a little bit, but the run game helped that. But I guess, what were what was your reaction watching Tanner Mordecai for the first time there at Madison?
1: I would say I was a little disappointed. Well, then again, I mean, like you said, he's kinda of reminds you of Graham Mertz, like plays good one day or one possession doesn't necessarily play good the next possession. And I mean it could have changed the game when Skylar Bell did drop that fall or that ball downfield, um, that shifted the momentum a little bit. Not I mean, it didn't me it did not make Mordecai any more positive in waiting in the pocket a little bit longer to throw a deep ball.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's what I saw that entire game. There was a struggle and just like the, You expect a guy with his experience, his age, to be a little bit more calm, cool, collected in the pocket. He's a been there, done that guy. And he seems so antsy. Like, I got to get the ball. I got to get the ball out of here. I can't have it in here. Wisconsin's line didn't play that bad. I thought their line actually did really well in this game. You look at how many holes they opened up for this run game in there. And I don't know if it was my reaction watching but son of a gun. Why is Braylon Allen let him start in the pistol or back in the... uh, Deep eye and let him run forward. You get Braylon Allen working ahead. He's got a lot more. Room. I mean, look at that body of that guy. I mean, he's huge. So you get him that room in front of him. He's going to break tackles. That's what he does. But why? You know, did you see that a lot starting the shotgun? There, he had to move side to side. That's not Braylon Allen's game. That's more Ches Malusi. But I think Malusi was an underlying star in this one. Who was your star in this one for the Badgers there on the offensive side?
1: I would say Malusi. I mean. Like we all saw, he was picking up yards left and right. And I mean, Braylon Allen is obviously a good running back, but he's bigger. He's not that guy that can, like you said, move side to side as well. He's a bull in the china shop, run as forward as fast as you can
0: got to do what you got to do it makes it happen and I mean he does a pretty dang good job of that but start him deep in the backfield and let that son of a gun get running because once he gets running there ain't many guys who are going to stop him right at the line he's going to move the pile as far as he can but a thing that I saw too with this Wisconsin team is the defense the defense seemed to struggle a little bit there especially in the run game and looking at it there uh Buffalo had 122 yards on 30 attempts that's not too bad But it seemed like the front seven for Wisconsin lost a lot of the battles there. The defensive line wasn't quite as good. I mean, replacing a guy like Kenatu Benton from last year in the NFL now, replacing a guy like that's tough. But... You expected with this Wisconsin team, we watched the transfers coming in throughout the offseason. We're like, okay, Wisconsin's defense is going to be fine. But it just seemed like that Wisconsin front was getting pushed over. Is that what it seemed like? I mean, watching on TV, you can only see you know so much of the game. You can only see so much that's happening. But it did seem like Wisconsin's front seven there on their defense was just, I mean, getting kind of manhandled by Buffalo. Is that what it seemed like there?
1: I'm going to be honest. I thought they looked small. Their first um, defensive... Attempt. I was like, these guys are probably 100 pounds less than what they were last year. And I mean, not saying that in a bad way, like maybe they are more athletic being smaller, but not necessarily when you go up against a team like we will face down the road. Michigan, Ohio State, all these guys pack their line. But if we don't have something to contend with that on the other side, it's not going to end well.
0: Yeah, yep, yep. I completely agree with that. And a big guy I saw was Hunter Waller, there, the safety number twenty-four for the Badgers. He was flying all around the field. I mean, there wasn't a play. I think that's what helped the run game a lot was having him at the safety spot, being able to come up there and make plays there for this Badger team. I guess what did were you impressed by the play of Hunter Waller there for the Badgers? He didn't he didn't pack the stat lines, but it seemed like he was in on every play.
1: I would say so, yeah. I mean, like you said, he's the reason that the run game got stopped, which it's unfortunate that it, you know, it comes down to him. There's a few guys before him that could probably um, tackle the person running. But unfortunately, that wasn't the case. But he did save that game from being broken open on Buffalo's side.
0: And that is very true right there. Looking at the stat lines for this one. We'll run over the box real fast. Tanner Mordecai was 24 for 31, one touchdown, two interceptions on the game. We talked about Malusi and Braylon Allen are ready. Will Pauling played really good at the wide receiver spot. Five catches for 55 yards there. Tight end Tucker Ashcraft, two catches for 36 yards so the wide receivers i mean you look at it and we were expecting this dominant air raid offense the wide receivers weren't really i mean will pauling had a decent game we didn't really we weren't really expecting will pauling to have a greatest of games he wasn't the big star we were expecting at this wide receiver core but the wide receivers really didn't play a factor in this one for the badgers as much as we thought that's what that's what i saw at least
1: well, I mean, like I was texting you during the game, I saw guys like Shimeri DK downfield almost every possession. And was he ever getting the ball? No. And that yeah, like and to me that's unfortunate because he's a guy that when he gets it, he's gone.
0: Yeah, a playmaker and, for this Badgers team. And it just seemed like I mean, it didn't seem like Wisconsin's line was getting pushed around, really. I mean, they were holding the front. Mordecai had time in the pocket. He rolled out a lot out of the pocket, but he had time in there to make the throws. It was just one of those things where he was rushing. He was antsy. He was rushing. First half looked worse than the second half. I think in the second half, he calmed himself down a little bit. But I think in this game, it would have benefited. I mean, they had the 30, at that time it was 31 to 17 I think they could have played some of these backup quarterbacks that they had their brain lock. They could have thrown either our Ewers in there if they really wanted to, just to see what they have on the back end of this, because if Mordecai starts to stumble here and the Badgers are still winning games, he might be that guy that's the the quarterback spot might be the position we're missing going into, say, Ohio State game where you don't want to go in there with a quarterback who's antsy because you get a front seven like Ohio State's going to bring at you. That's a different kind of front seven. And in a big game like that, you want your best stars to be out there. So I don't know. Maybe in this one they should have played some of their bench, maybe against Washington State here that we will see. Um, a little bit more from the backups if Wisconsin can handily take care of Washington
1: State. See, and kind of thinking about Washington State last year, we lost with that number one QB that we thought we were all going to have, and unfortunately he wasn't there, and now he's no longer here, but it's almost like you don't want to repeat that same situation.
0: No, exactly. Like you said, when
1: we're up 31-17, put in your second string. Let your second string try it. Because we all know that last year we saw the same thing. Anytime Graham Mertz got hurt, Chase Wolf was not a bad backup.
0: Yeah, no, and I mean it was one of those things where in a game like that, why not? You're gonna have a couple more opportunities here. You might see him against a team like Georgia Southern, maybe Washington State there yet early on in the season. But I think this game was an opportunity to throw them guys in. But with that Having you on the show right now, because I don't know how often my guests come back. They come and go. They don't want to come and see me anymore. They don't want to talk Badgers. We'll have you back at some point talking Badgers with us. But I want to run through the schedule here with you. I've ran through the schedule with everybody I've had on, so I want to run through the schedule with you here. So we have Buffalo. Got the win against Buffalo. So coming up here, Washington State, 630 start there at Washington State. What do you got for a win-loss in that one for the Badgers?
1: Well, you know, I always want to hope there's a W on the end of that. But like we saw last year, it doesn't always work out that way. But I'm rooting for him. I think that those first game jitters are going to be gone. And we're going to see that team that everybody thought this transfer portal was bringing in.
0: So 2-0 and start for the Badgers here. Heading into a week three matchup with Georgia Southern.
1: I would also like to see a W there.
0: We got a 3-0 start for the Badgers heading into a Big Ten matchup at Purdue.
1: Oh, man. Well, we always want to start the Big Ten off hot, so let's go with the W there.
0: We got a 4-0 and start for the Badgers heading into a matchup with Rutgers. I'm surprised they still have a football team. W. <laughs> We got a W for the Badgers there against Rutgers. Heading into a matchup against the Iowa Hawkeyes at Camp Randall.
1: I'm going to go with because of the atmosphere, we're going to bring a W home.
0: Six if and it 0 happened start to be in
1: Iowa, I don't think it'd be the same.
0: 6-0 and 0 start for the Badgers heading into a date at Illinois before they go and play Ohio State.
1: Let's keep the hot streak alive.
0: A 7 and 0 start for the Badgers heading into that week eight matchup at home against Ohio State. Nobody knows where right now Ohio State's sitting at number five in the country. Nobody knows where they'll be sitting coming week eight, but a week eight matchup with Ohio State at Camp Randall. What do we got for a win loss there for the Badgers?
1: Can we come back to that question? Following week seven,
0: we're gonna take a um, following week seven. How you want to come back to that? You want a little bit more time?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I need to. Just give me a
0: hesitated, a hesitated answer.
1: Yes, because of that camp, Randall.
0: (laughs) A win against the Ohio State Buckeyes, eight and all. Luke Fickle beats Ohio State, his old team. Brings a win to the Badgers, going into a Week 9 showdown at Indiana.
1: What do you got for me about Indiana?
0: Indiana. Um, I picked them to play close with Ohio State this last week, and they did. 28-3. to 28-3 to doesn't sound <laughs> close, but it was closer than that at okay. the half. It was 10-3 to at the half.
1: Well, if the Badgers come off... Beating Ohio State, I think they could easily beat Indiana.
0: We got a win for the Badgers, a 9-0 and start, heading into a Northwestern game at Camp Randall.
1: A W, just because I dislike Northwestern.
0: We got another win there, a 10-0 and start. Nebraska comes up next, another Camp Randall under the lights. I predict this one to be under lights.
1: Yeah, then so let's go a W. W.
0: W for the Badgers there. 11 and 0. Heading into the game for the Paul Bunyan's axe at Minnesota.
1: Since I'm attending this game with Blake, they better take home a W.
0: Is he a Minnesota fan? He is. What a loser.
1: If it makes sense, you you I have a thing that says beat Minnesota.
0: That's better. That's better. We can. We can live with that. 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 That's good. So we have a 12-0 start for the Badgers heading into a Big Ten championship game. They beat Ohio State there in the regular season, so probably Michigan they'll get there in the Big Ten championship. I like the way you're thinking here for the Badgers. I wish it would happen. I'm going to give you about a 25% chance it's going to (laughs) happen, but I wish it's going to happen. If they beat Ohio State, They will lose a stupid game to either Northwestern or Nebraska. I'm just telling you now, it's got to happen. It would
1: be Northwestern.
0: The Badgers love to fail. They love to fail us at some point in the season. Usually it's against Ohio State, so if it's got to be somebody, it's going to be Northwestern. It's got to be Northwestern. (laughs) Let's just
1: think back to the last time they went to the Big Ten Championship. Alex Horningbrook doesn't throw an interception all game.
0: Hey, that was a good start. Oh, <laughs> we were winning. We were winning 21-7 at one point. We were up big in that game against Ohio State. We started out hot. Didn't end hot. Second half was a rough one. If they just co-played the first half, we would have won the game.
1: For some true. stupid
0: reason, they put in that second half.
1: You know, I'm just going to, as much as I want to be positive, I don't think they take the Big Ten Championship home this year.
0: The positivities out of Amanda here on these Badgers taking home a Big Ten championship, but with a 12-0 season, season, lose to Michigan, play close in the Big Ten championship game, potential for a college football playoff berth is still on the table. So I like the thought there. Maybe even with an 11-1 season, if you go into the Big Ten champ, if you lose to Ohio State, beat Michigan in the Big Ten championship game, still the potential. To get into the college football playoffs, so I like the ranking. I like the uh, rank there. You have the Badgers at heading into the rest of this season. But with that, Amanda sadly has to drop off. She doesn't want to talk Brewers. She's she's just a Badger fan right now. She can't focus <laughs> on too many sports. She's got a lot of homework going on. She said she'd jump on though if the Brewers make the World Series. Amanda will be on every day to talk brewer baseball game one through game seven because we know the brewers cannot win it in four so they will go seven so she will be back on if the brewers make the world series but amanda it has been awesome talking badgers with you thank you for being on the show tonight or today
1: thank you for having me
0: you got it we'll have you back at when they play at illinois we will have you back because then we can get your total prediction on if they will beat ohio state or not
1: True that. But it
0: has been real. Thanks for joining us, Amanda. Goodbye, everyone. Doses. And with that, guys, we are going to jump into the Brewers real quick. We're going to talk about the Brewers and the Pirates. They just took care of the game two last night. 7-3, to the final there in that one. Brandon Woodruff got the win for the Brewers. Seven innings pitch for Woodruff there. Uh just checking out his box here. Seven innings pitched, two hits, two walks, six strikeouts. Would he look great for the Brewers? chafin came in then. One inning pitched, one hit given up, and one strikeout. Clayton Andrews, I wish Clayton Andrews could pitch, but he has been struggling for this Brewers team. He's a triple-A guy. Just like Castanera, he is a triple A guy. Uh no innings, no innings recorded. Three earned runs, one home run given up. Elvis Paguero actually came in for him and finished it out. One inning, two hits given up. He finished it out for him there late. Looking through the Brewers' box on the game there, hitting-wise. Yelich, 0-3 on the night. He had an RBI, though, on a sack fly. Contreras, 0 for 3, two walks, two strikeouts. Santana had a big hit for the Brewers, 1 for 3, and 1 RBI on the night. And then Telez came in for him late, 0 for 1. Cano went 1 for 4 on the game. Frelick sat at. Two for three on the night. Monasterio, one for three. Terang, one for three. And Taylor went one for four for this Brewers team. So a good night of Brewers baseball there uh, was played. Uh, the Brewers, seven to three winners in this one. Eight, seven hits on the game for the Brewers. A big six-run fifth inning there was the deciding factor in this one. And then today, eleven thirty five, the Brewers will have the Pirates for one more. Uh, Freddie Peralta gets the ball for the Brewers, 11-8 on the season, a 3.85 ERA for Freddie. And the Pirates have not released who will be pitching for him yet. But with Peralta... Not many guys on the Pirates have really faced him yet. Uh, the best average comes from McCutcheon and Reynolds. Oh, Revis, too. Reynolds is hitting 455 and 22 at bats against him. And McCutcheon in nine at bats is hitting 556. So, some impressive stats there out of those two against Freddie Peralta. But with that, we will check out the injury front for the Brewers real quick. Just to see what's been going on. Not much to report here. Hauser did throw a bullpen. He's expected to throw another one over the weekend when they go to New York, and then we will see about Hauser here for the rest of this season. Uh, with that, though, I want to jump into the minor league report real quick for the Brewers uh, in the Nash in Nashville for the Sounds. Hira still leads the team down there with a 308 average on the season. Looking around here, Abraham Toro 293 for this team down there, and Peyton Henry sitting at a 293 average. And quick, we're gonna jump around the league here. Check out some scores from last night. Cardinals beat the Braves 10 to six in that one. The Mets took care of the Nationals 11 to five. Dodgers lost to the Marlins six to three. The Reds beat the Mariners seven to six, and the Cubs lost Game One to the Giants, and then are took Game Two then eleven to eight. So Cubs lost the first one, won the second one. Good to see the Cubbies take a loss there. The Brewers moving up in that division or in the division race here, heading into the home stretch. They are three games up as of last night. Uh, 77 and 61 overall. The Cubs are sitting at 74 and 64. But with that, it has been great chatting with you guys. Not much to report here with the Brewers here tonight. Just a big game to win there, setting up the rubber match here for the Brewers leading up into today. Uh, big rubber match for the Brewers here. Hopefully you see a win out of them. We will be talking a little bit more Packers here later on in the week here leading up into that first matchup with the bears and also talk a little bit more badgers here as stuff comes in new reports news and everything like that leading up into that game against washington state hoping for a brew crew win today but with that this has been wisconsin sports on the go with rage thank you guys for listening deuces brew crew